We should preach this. Don't encourage. It's easy to cut and encourage the boss in many people. It's very common now in India. In the name of bhakti, people want to Prabhupada himself, as he said, I didn't like my wife. Slightest bit support him in his body. We don't want to start with other things. At home, they, they don't, they're not friends with us. Then you just be quiet at home. Don't disturb them. If you have to suffer because of them, then just suffer. Because there, there are so many cases in the history of India of, uh, of both men and, well, especially women, because sometimes the men would take sannyas if their family members didn't like it. But, but they, they, Prabhupada's sister was a good example. She was, her husband, her father was probably a devotee, but somehow or other he married her to a non-devotee. And she had to cook fish for him every day. She was doing her street time. But she, she did her own bhakti. She went on with her. Definitely don't want to say this on all special cases. Okay, you, you do both. 
And then there are then the another special case in this. And everyone would just take a resolution and make chaos. And in many cases, it's just if the husband and wife, even if they're not going so well together, they stay together. Then they get better, somehow or other, they adjust. And uh, anyway, there's no, divorce is just not allowed. It's not there. Because marriage is not just, it's done in sacred acceptance. Without Yeah, and uh, create, creating the right mentality uh, and not going to leave. I say yes to the I'm not one of the greatest friends of the women of the region. But then uh, we should also see that for complaint also. Why they complain? They may have cause for complaint. Often I see in our temples in India and in the West that uh, the same attitude. They also have the Or the women are just squashed up at the back and then they think so, I would request you to love the, the men to consider these reasons. It's less like we say, not a cow, and send her to the slaughter. We don't want to slaughter you. When she gets old, we sell her. My wife. It's not just enough to say, go, man. So in the same way, it's, it's not enough just to say "nagarjuna," but also we have to properly respect. These are just small little things like that. Usually, women they are Mothers are worshipped because they. Tolerate the oceans of love and this and that. So they're, they're worshipped for these qualities, but uh, Just another point. Here's something that you all can If you can put it into action, then there's a lot of money. Now, in India, we're preaching, we're distributing our books, we're doing programs. But there's. 
section of the population. There are various sections of the population you have in each tribal that you have in each. Maybe you should, maybe you should you know, educate the class first, so everyone can take the Christian consciousness. But there is a large section of the population who, if we can make an impact in preaching to, that would be the most important. I don't know exactly and there's no reason why, at least from the ontological point of view, there's no reason why they can't take the Christian countries also, because they're also Christian now. Socially, it's difficult. But actually there are different sects of Muslims in Gujarat, there's Ahmadiyas and Borders, and they're, they're actually not so tough like others. So, maybe you can try and distribute books in those areas also. And that's specialness. Maybe you have to go to 100 Muslims to get one to even think of taking them. But if you get one to take, that would be something very wonderful. You have to be, you have to consider how to present it also. Maybe, during Eid, you could arrange some time that, that uh, not Eid, Ramadan, you could arrange an iftar, iftar party or some vegetarian iftar party or something, I don't know. Don't tell them you're devoted or something. If they don't like to take the sadhana. Somehow or other, I mean, there are Muslims who will take an interest, at least on an academic professors, they may take an interest on an academic level. Um, there, there are people who are interested. In Bahrain, once I was at, at a dentist and uh, emergency dental treatment. He got his dental degree in London. And uh, I didn't want to tell him I was a high Christian about so I said, I'm, I'm teaching Vedanta. He said, Oh, really? I'm very interested in that. So, so there is scope. Maybe in India, maybe in little difficult, but if you can do so, anything you can do in this field will be very glorious. Very much Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, you find in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he was especially inclined to Harjash Thakur, at how can we deliver these jogans who eat, who they, they kill cows. He's talking about of course, that's a general term, but specifically in Bengal, Jogam, Yavam, that specifically means Muslim. So, how can we deliver these Muslims? They, 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 they kill cows and they're, they're against Vedic culture. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, replied that by, if they hear the holy names, that will be for their tremendous benefit. So, we can sometimes do Harinam through the Muslim areas also. But we have to be you have to see, because some Muslim areas are a little more high class and others less so. In Surat, there, isn't it, there are some areas where, In Surat, in general, the Muslims are quite mild, it seems, except when, except when it comes to in some areas, yeah. So, you have to see. Previously, there was no bad feeling with the Muslims towards Islam especially, because they used to see us as something different. We never used to have any problems with Lathiyatra or any such things, but I think 
Even when they would have these kinds of emotional memories. Yeah. Anyway, if somehow you have to think, you know, how to do it somewhat cautiously, because it, it can be dangerous. And if, in times of tension, obviously when there are riots going on, at that time, and just for some time after then, that you may not want to. It may be dangerous, actually, but maybe more dangerous. But uh, at other times, if you can think how to distribute, when you do Harinam, whatever you think how to do. If you can preach to Muslims. Now another thing is that uh, maybe that there's a lot of field for preaching on the internet, by correspondence, so many people, they, they buy books and then they write letters. So, there's a lot of preaching to do like that. You're doing your, you have your whole mail out going on. And then, just like we hear in Gujarat, actually we should have some vision how to preach throughout the whole of Gujarat and how to make the whole of Gujarat Krishna conscious registry. So many books have been distributed here. So if they are interested people, then even if there's one person who's interested, we should send someone out in 200 kilometers or whatever. We can invite them to come or maybe go. Someone writes a letter, maybe we should go and see them, do some small program in their home. Have this kind of vision. When they whether it's just like a businessman, if there's some opportunity, He'll take what, how to exploit it, now the field is good, how to exploit that for business. So we, now, now we have our business of spreading Krishna consciousness. So how to develop that? If there's someone who's interested, we should go out to them and invite them to festivals and bring them in. And, and another thing is we don't have to wait in, in Vallabhidhinagana there's house programs almost every day just two devotees from the temple are going out but that, that can be done regularly in other places also you can have the Asta Bhaktas they can also give the lecture and you don't have to, it doesn't have to be something in the temple if you wait so many Jesus can make, so many interested people may be maybe not getting the Christian conscious they could be getting. There's that particular one when I wanted to discuss the young men's liberation movement. But I don't want to discuss that with everyone. Just a few temple leaders. It's not something to discuss with everyone. How to extract gold from a filthy place. Um, 
then we can have some general discussion on various topics that have brought up in the last what yesterday and today. Any point there are so many topics I discussed here about uh, book distribution, Prabhupada's books, distribution projects, distribution of my books, um, farm projects. But, oh, another thing, one more point, is that this is something a little revolutionary. Prabhupada uh, many times suggested it is actually part of Indian culture until quite recently and still going on, is, as Kaupat said, there are always more women than men in society. As you'll find in most communities, except with few exceptions, like the, the Punjabis, the Sikhs, they, most, they mostly have, uh, maybe it's 50-50 on men more than women, slightly more. And then some men also, Kaupat said, they take up renouncement, so that more, and then, but then again, all women are supposed to get married. So Kaupat suggested uh, the, uh, the traditional Indian system of polygamy. So we might encourage us, or if we see a, a man is going on in his family life, he's a responsible pastor to take responsibility for more than one wife. That's something to be discussed more among the pastors. But that's all, because otherwise, how are all these young women who are taking the Krishna consciousness now? How, who's going to protect them? The traditional solution is that uh, the solution to it's, it's a social problem that women are not married. And it's a problem within our society if young ladies are taking the Krishna consciousness and they don't have any proper protective husband. Then, uh, the, the traditional solution is that men may have more than one wife. And that's still going on. Sometimes because a man, you know, he just due to some looseness in his behavior, he contacts another woman. And then the more, more uh, responsible than to abandon one wife and divorce is to, is to marry another one. Or sometimes if the, if the wife, he marries and she doesn't have any children or she doesn't have any male children, that's still considered a valid reason in many communities for a man to take another wife. But actually, he, he, traditionally you can, you can take anyway. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be that, that the wife has no children or whatever. They can, they can take wife. They can support and they're responsible. And they can do. Now, there's in our society, it's it's uh, because Prabhupada said different things. Prabhupada was very much encouraging it, but he said we cannot allow it in our society. So, what does that mean? On one hand, Prabhupada's encouraging it, and on the other hand, he said we can't encourage it in our society. Well, from what I understand, I guess I, I understand he means that devotees who are married couples who are living in the temple community, the temple can't support. The temple is. Is not a place for supporting large families, especially if they're by, by 
more than one way. But if a man himself is earning money, and he's earning sufficiently, then he could, and actually Prophet said they should, take more than one way. So, that's something I, I'm going to start encouraging, because it is ordained by Shastra, Prabhupada said to do it, and as from what I can understand, it's only a misunderstanding of what Prabhupada said, that we shouldn't do it. He said, they said, well, in America it's illegal. So then that's another reason Prabhupada said well, we shouldn't do it within our society, which I understand to mean within the four walls, the literal institution. But then, uh, but then again when Prabhupada was asked, he said, well, how can we do it, and how can householders do it, it's illegal? Prabhupada said, you can say it's a girlfriend. That's a bad but you. But you keep as a wife, you, you can have the ceremony, and if anyone asks you, you just say it's, it's you don't legally register, that's it. If it's illegal. <laughs> so Prabhupada even gave the solution like that, so that's something that should be considered. Generally the first wife doesn't like it if there's a second wife. But, uh, but sometimes they do like it, because it's like they become like sisters or something, and then it's some, some company for them also. I was reading something in Africa, they were asking, there's, it's, in, some, in some communities in Africa it's still very common, a man has six or seven wives, and they were asking, because they were, saying, they were asking the women, don't you think, you know, that's not very nice for you to have more than co-wives? They said, no, I, I want co-wives, because, you know, otherwise they, they, we don't have, it's not so much company, and, you see, they like it, they're, they're used to it, that's their culture. So they have, it's like having some sisters at home or something like that. And they might fight among themselves, but everyone fights among themselves anyway. So that's, you know, that's sometimes, not all the time. It's just like, you know, men fight among themselves also. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean we don't associate with anyone. We go on with them. So that is what might be considered a somewhat revolutionary suggestion. But as far as I see, it's a, it's a practical solution because we're seeing practically that when it's a question of uh, getting devotees married, the, the problem is usually not so much for the men's side as for the women's side. Because the, there's, there, are, there are more... And in our preacher, the, in the community of devotees that we're preaching among, it seems that there are always more young women coming than, uh, than men who, don't want, that, who do want to marry. So... And say, so, how about himself in this video? I'm not saying anything new, it's just, it just seems to be new because it hasn't been encouraged in our society, although Prabhupada himself encouraged it. So, that's one other thing. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, anyone has any points for discussion? Yeah. Because the people then the people will criticize. But then after that, Prabhupada again said, if we see the chronology, Prabhupada gave the solution that you keep as a girlfriend. That which Prophet said we can't do because people are criticized because it's illegal. That wasn't the last, that wasn't Prophet's last word on it. 
in India, certainly it's still quite socially acceptable. It's you see the whole thing is ridiculous. That comes up in that glimpses of traditional Indian life in the discussion of Nasiratrabhu. That they they're very much against in the Western countries and in India now many people say they're very much against child marriage. They say a thirteen year old girl, it's very wrong she be she should be married. But it's quite normal that thirteen, fourteen year old girls are pregnant with abortion, getting abortions or having children. So un young unmarried mothers, that's quite common and normal. But that girls should be married and have a, a protector and a husband, that's all, oh, that's very bad. What a nonsense is that? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Abortions for unmarried 40-year-old girls, that's, that's normal. It's like, but marriage? No, no, no. Insane. The whole society, the whole values of the society are so warped. Warped in other words, and twisted out of shape. Then, anything else? Yeah. Well, the Prabhupada said that, but uh, Prabhupada said that there's no need to build so many temples in India. He said, we build a few temples, now we should concentrate on building, on distributing books. But then again, Prabhupada remembered there was a lot. Many times, even after saying that, he wrote that quite. When was that he wrote that? It was, it was quite early. Yes, 72, and a lot happened after 72. Covered over many times in India after that. When they're off, some places he turned down because he said the people offered some temple or land in a small place in India. Sometimes he turned down and said, We don't have manpower. But then when in Hyderabad, land was offered in the center of the city, he took it. In Bhubaneswar, of course, these are important cities. In Bhubaneswar, um, land was offered in, in which was just an open site at the time, but it was slated to become the new city which it has become proper quicker. So it wasn't, and Prabhupada also said that he went to open millions of temples all over the world. He said, yeah, because he went to open the temples every time and build So Prabhupada wasn't intrinsically against open temples, it was just a matter of strategy, so it was the best way to spread the Well, it depends a lot on the mood of the, uh, on how it's done also. So building temples is often a very good way to distribute books also. You can just read something that's right from the temple. That may be, but it's not that uh, you're against building temples. We have to see in each situation what's, what's practical, what's the best thing to do. I think we, can, we can't make a general rule that we shouldn't build temples. Generally, yeah, it's not a good idea to build a building and then you have to fill it up with people who are maybe not the best people to fill it up. Mostly, yeah, but this is the kind of issue that should be taken to the ICC. It's not a, for us, we can't change, we're not in a position here to change the whole course of 
it's gone India or it's gone the world, but understand that what we can affect among ourselves here. Definitely the whole presence of this, I mean, the, the presence of this government has been changed because of the very status or the, the position of this government within the Lord has changed on Jan National Day 2000, what year is it? 2000 or 1999? Which year was it? 1999. It was overnight. From the, or just, just before the time was open, some momentum was building up, but then on Jan National Day, the, the, Deities were installed in the temple open and practically overnight it went from a basement operation to a full-fledged temple, which is the most popular temple in Baroda and it's very prestigious. Iskon was really established in Baroda from that day. This temple definitely makes a difference. Temples are supposed to be for, for the public and for neophytic audience, which constitutes most of the people. So there's a question of quality and quantity. Definitely, temples are for making a public, for giving a general impression of Krishna consciousness. Prabhupada said that we were preaching on two levels. We're preaching like among the devotees to make them very, to make them very strong. And then as actually Prabhupada said for his book distribution, one is one is for devotees. If they, some people read them and who are very sincere, they'll become very strong. And then there's was it Prabhupada's preaching mission in general? And then there's the, 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 and then there's the general impression to give a general idea of Krishna consciousness to as many people as possible. Some opportunity, some people are not very interested, but at least they'll come and they'll see the Rathiatra once a or something like this. That's a great benefit. You can't expect everything to come to So we should understand that. So there's a question of quality and quantity, which we always have to bear in mind. There's a, in the Miramrita, Prabhupada Miramrita is described that Prabhupada visited two of the Vedas before Prabhupada even had landed in Mayapur. So he visited two of his godbrothers in Navadeep, two of his godbrothers in Mayapur. One of them was who had already passed away from That's now dominated, the Devananda is now dominated the Acharyas, Rama Maharaj, was the most famous preacher from that month, is Bhaktivedanta Narayana. So, actually, first of all, they went to Sridhar Maharaj's class, and so there's not very few devotees. But they're very seriously engaged in bhajan, very learned in Shastra, and very good behavior. And then they went to Devananda Goyana. This is a generalization, of course. They had many Dhammachayas and Sarasana things. About a certain month in Navadvip, yeah, I was told that every Brahmachari there has his Didi. Didi means sister, and it's a euphemism for girlfriend. So they had many followers, but not a very high standard. Whereas the other month, uh, they had not many followers, but a very high standard. So then, uh, one of the devotees of Prabhupada asked Prabhupada, I see in one place there's more quantity, and the other there's more quality. So which should we emphasize? He probably said both. He didn't choose one or the other. Definitely, uh, if we if we go for quantity, 
ten qualities of sadhu. We have the quality of quality of sadhu. What's the solution? There is no solution. But we ourselves should become sincere servants of the Lord and try to, uh, within our capacity, help others to come up. Try to help everyone come up as, as much as they can, including ourselves. And, uh, and recognize also that there will be different methods. Not everyone is going to be a, you know, Maha Bhagavat, Ashtatarasata Sri, Avatruk, Paramahamsa. We have to recognize. Many people, they, they come to, for them, they come into the temple, they give you a donation, take you some prasad, and many more. We try to bring people beyond that, but we also have to recognize. There are many people who, if they do that, that's, a, that's very beneficial. Anyone who sees the Lord in Arati is very beneficial. They appreciate the beautiful dressing and things Although the head temples are headache to run on and often the, the institutional problems may give us a headache, but there it's, it's very beneficial for, for people in general. Which is why our chariots have Establishments, they don't need them for themselves. They have establishments. Acharyas, they don't need these big temples, but they, they establish them for the benefit of the uh, devotees and uh, the general public. But I also appreciate people first project second. It's a good formula. We should put more emphasis on people. Projects are also required. But the emphasis should be, the aim of the project is to help people come up in Krishna consciousness. So the real, our real, the real wealth of the temple is not how many lakhs or crores of rupees are passing through it. Or how many good people come to visit. But the real wealth of the temple is, the real decoration of the temple are the beautiful devotees. And there are the people who are coming up in Krishna consciousness. People first. Make people Krishna conscious. All the facilities are meant for that only. Hmm. Right, yeah. Just yesterday I was introduced to some devotees who are taking it up in Dalabhad and other They made it their service. They've been given that service to meet people coming in. In Bombay, they were doing that for some time in getting people to chant and so on. All right. Well, anyway, there's no need to particularly highlight the faults of Jewel Temple. But uh, you can see in each definitely temple there where there's good facilities for preaching. Prabhupada even said to Jagat uh, Maharaj, it's interesting that the Jagat Maharaj of all people. He also taught Jack Bhagavad to travel and preach, but he also said, one thing he said is that you don't have to go anywhere, you can just stay in my and preach, because so many people are coming to you. And then he also told that you can also travel all over the world. But uh, it, it is a point that so many people come to our temples that uh, we're talking about going 300 kilometers to meet people. But it's also a fact that we, we don't tap the full resources of, of the people coming to our temples. So. I think you're doing that in Surat, isn't it, also? You have a book paper, and people are coming in and taking their address. Right, yeah. 
So that's good. Uh, keeping, keeping up with all the people. I mean, if, we, if you want to individually preach to everyone to come, that's also not possible. We have to be realistic also. We can have preaching right after that. That's a very good call. Just how you have that, that production and it's going to see that. So you could, uh, you could take groups around and every, maybe on days like Sunday or Saturday, many people come. Then every half an hour, you have a group, and you take them and you explain what it is. And you're not allowed to preach to them. This is this and this is that. This is Krishna Janma Lila, Janma Karma Chandra Lila. It's a, you can take them around and they'll preach They'll learn something. And at the end, you sell them about those people. Just wait a minute. Two, uh, two months ago, you had a spiritual? Spiritual? Questionnaire. SQ. I think we should be a little careful in our choice of words because your spiritual ability is not measured by the ability to answer questions. Mm. Yeah, but at the same time you have to be careful because it's just like I said yesterday, food for life. From the beginning it gives the wrong impression of what we're supposed to be doing. Then it's better to be it's better to present a proper picture of Krishna from the beginning. It may be a good medium to to attract people, but then it attracts them immediately giving them the wrong idea that was just like we had the debating competition in the year when there was the uh, 1996. I didn't like that because it's the ability to debate. It's, it's specifically stated, you'll find in our Acharya's writings, that the ability to debate has got nothing to do with one's in, in fact, this, this debating and argumentative attitude is actually considered a, a, uh, an obstacle to advancement in Christian consciousness. So we have Iskot organized these debating contests in which people are standing up and talking about Vivekananda. I just don't see how it serves the purpose of, of Christian consciousness. And then it gives the impression that we are just another eclectic Hindu society where you can come to an Iskot center and talk about Vivekananda and everything's okay, you know, because it's all one. So, we should be careful. Prabhupada, even competitions, Prabhupada, this kind of crosswords, competition, we have Prabhupada Peter competitions, and it's very good to get people together in this competitive movement. Actually, Prabhupada, he specifically stated that he didn't want it, because it's, Prabhupada Peter's tradition never studied as a, as a competition, it's, it's studied for a spiritual uplift. Because Bhagavad Gita is to be studied in which mood? Shishya Steham Shadivam Tantapanya. Not to show I know more than you. It's absolutely the wrong attitude for studying Bhagavad Gita. So, sorry I cut you out. And it may have seemed very successful. But uh, the success is in what? Bringing people in and they take an interest. But how, at, at which point are we going to train them that? Uh, Showing yourself off to be better at answering questions than others and being very intelligent 
is the wrong attitude. Now you have to change your attitude. At which point do we tell them if we start off by, by making them a prize winner and you're the most intelligent? At which point do we tell them actually we were just cheating you and uh, this is the problem, this is the wrong attitude to spiritual love. You start off in the wrong way. So, again, this is something in terms of the whole of this kind of thing is, and I'm saying, don't. And he's like, say, no, 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 no. I, I just don't see how it brings in the right attitude. And even people may take interest in and they come initiated and all this and that. But if they, if they have, if they have the feeling that, you know, I'm, I'm the prize winner in the contest, I know more about what you do than you. Actually, there was a contest like this even when Prabhupada was present, and it was called the, the, the Gita Bowl, because there was a Gita Bowl. Yeah, Bowl. It's not B O L like in Hindi, but Bowl, B O W L. Because there's a, in America they have Super Bowl, I think it's baseball or something. So they, they, in the temples they made, then they had on TV University Bowl, which is taken, it's a, based on the idea of Super Bowl, in which they, we had, they answered, people come from the universities and ask them questions like, you know, what, tell what is pi up to 20 digiters or something. They press the button and they say, say whatever it is. Now what is the, what is the capital of the Seychelles Islands? And they press their button and you have to see who's the most in it's, it's like a knowledge. So they had this, in the temples they studied Gita Bowl competition to see who not, who's the sharpest in answering questions on the Gita. When Prabhupada heard about it, he immediately stopped. He said, this is bogus. So we find that the devotees, they, they, they liked it, and then it, and it encouraged them to study Gita. Prabhupada didn't like it. And so we find that we have these competitions and this kind of thing. And it encourages people to study Gita. But you can see Prabhupada didn't like it, and I can, I can understand why, because it, it, it gives it's the wrong attitude to study Bhagavad Gita. It's not something you know to, to, like to be eaten and swallowed and digested. It's, it's not like a book you, you pick up and you study and you, you get your bhakti. Of course, we have bhakti shastri courses, but it's not like it's not supposed to be a competition. It's for our own purification. So that's another unpopular thing that I said, which probably, anyway, it's going to go on. It will go on. But it, uh, I don't know actually if it's conducive to Bhakti. If one thinks, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan, I have a very high spiritual quotient. The high spiritual quotient will be good. That's actually judged by how much we think ourselves very followed. I, 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 I got the highest spiritual, I can answer more questions, I know more shortage. And we may bring many people because people like them. And they may learn many shorts from people or whatever it is, but that's not our aim of object. There are so many Mayavadis who know so many shorts from people. But they don't develop the good of devotion. Rather, Dr. Siddhanta said, for his policy, if someone came in, or oh, a very educated person, and, and I'd like to join a mat, 
go to the kitchen and wash the pots. And, and not one time, but for months. Because if you don't do that, then you're never going to get free from your hunger. And you see that many people are capable, they can do things. And they say, why are you making me? I can do much more than this. Wash the clothes. Just wash the clothes. It's good to do. So, uh, if they don't, you see, you see sometimes the brothers they join the temple full time and they're quite capable of and immediately they're given some responsibility. In, in almost every case, it disperses them. They, without learning the principle of submissive service, if they're immediately given some responsibility and some importance, then almost inevitably they become puffed up. So I don't know what else you have to say. I'm cutting out that. I'd rather, of course, you can say yes, well, because the teaching many people come in, but I would rather be. Cautious, conservative. It's better to err on the side of. It's better to be careful than to. There are many different things you do. You have to see what are the guidelines given by our Acharya also. Given by Prabhupada. They've wholly neglected the Prabhupada given by composition. Of course, I had to invest in. There may have been some cases where he. Also, an album, that may be also, but there are well known cases that the Gita bowl and which Prabhupada is talking on, on this line, on, on this premise, Bhakti is not had by, by becoming expert in answering questions. On then you're taking Bhagavad Gita as something academic. We, definitely, we want to encourage all these to study Shastra. But for the sake of purity, the main reason for the sake of understanding what is Krishna conscious and becoming purified. That is the main reason. We become purified by study. And also for preaching that is necessary. But in this idea, I will study and I will show myself I know so much. And then there's no Krishna won't be pleased. We, we may get praise for oh, such a great spirit. But Krishna won't be pleased. Hmm. Margin. I mean, it's the same principle, isn't it? People like it. It may it helps them to take an interest in Krishna. Maybe we should just give everyone a prayer. But can we really say that someone's picture is, how can we say one of someone's picture is better than another's? That's ultimately for Krishna to decide whether he likes what, that Krishna likes his devotion. We're judging with our material senses, this looks better than that. It's just like those first paintings in the Krishna book. They're very amateurish. But many of our devotees, including myself, I like them better than modern paintings which are much more expertly done. They're childish, but they were done in a, in a mood of great emotion. Prabhupada created them. 
not only a proof of life that is a proof. Right, that's what I was saying, quality and quantity, the two things, both of them. But they, if we aim at quality, then we, we restrict the quantity. And if we aim at quantity, then quality goes to hell. Well, we have to discuss in individual cases. In general, we should, we should preach very widely ourselves, maintain a very high standard, and be liberal with newcomers. Liberal means that we don't, uh, in the beginning we encourage them to chant Hare Krishna, we don't insist that they rise early in the morning, just to gradually bring them But by our example, we can see what is their understanding. Gradually, the thing is that we should get them to hear, let them come and hear about Krishna. If they don't hear, they'll never advance. We don't encourage them. We may tolerate, but we don't encourage the wrong thing. And have them come and hear. And in a class, you can say anything. They'll gradually get the right idea. They should come and hear. That's actually why, of course, I'm giving a lot of examples from Dr. Spencer's example, because that's been my subject matter. I've been intensely involved in for the last few months and years. But he was asked, that, why, are you, why are you building more monks? There are already so many temples. He said, we need our own place so we can speak our own message. Because if we speak what we have to say in someone else's temple, they won't like it. They won't tolerate it. And another thing, he, he very much emphasized that, that, that householder devotees, they must come regularly and serve in the mud and hear. They must hear. Very important. They should hear. So we should, in the, in the temples, we should have classes and very much encourage people come to the classes and hear regularly what is the message of Krishna. Then you can understand what is Krishna consciousness. If we don't, if we don't have a taste for hearing, then we can never properly chant, we can never properly serve. Chanting is incomplete without hearing. Unless one is already on the liberated platform, which doesn't apply in almost every case. Hearing must be there and the speaking must be strictly to the point of Siddhanta. And it may be that not so many people come in the beginning. But uh, we see this like uh, how he was speaking, so uncomfortable. He's speaking with difficulty in two ways. One thing is difficult to understand, because his, his language and his concepts and his philosophy are all very difficult. Another thing is difficult for people to take it in the He was smashing all the wrong ideas. But still, so many people came. And became so we have to see, there are different approaches in Krishna consciousness. There are different approaches. My general outlook is that uh, not putting water in the milk, rather boiling it, boil it down.
The thing is, if we go on putting more and more water, then gradually it becomes more like water than milk. It becomes... We, we, we don't see any difference. Just like... We may think, well, you know, like these, these katakas, they have so many people come because they speak in a very pleasing way. So we should also do the same thing in some people come. And it, it, it may be effective in being many people, but then there's no difference between the, the professional speakers and us. So what's the point? What's the benefit? We bring many people, but we have to consider what are we bringing them for? We do want to bring many people, but we have to be very clear in understanding what are we bringing them for? Just to give a report that we had so many people coming, to show we're a bigger institution than others. That's a totally Monday motive. We want to give them the real thing. There's no, there's, there are already so many temples of Krishna. So unless our temples are places where people can come to a higher standard, where their lives can be changed and improved, then there's not that much point in having a temple of There should be a significant difference between this content and another content. The significant difference should be that we are educating, teaching, raising people to what they want. Then, anything else? Krishna, and then Brahma, Narayas, and that's the only one person. So it's a different philosophy than definitely there are people. Definitely there are people. Of course, even there may be different, in details even, there may be some different, even in philosophy there may be some different outlooks. That's also possible. Recently this question of Ramacharya-Nanas came up on a beautiful Sunday. So, it's a mixed thing. The Prabhupada himself even lectured from the verse, on the verse from Ramacharya But then on the other hand, he said that it's, uh, there, there's some Mayabhat things or some, some non-developing things. So, uh, actually, it shouldn't be such a big question. We don't get lucky. It's not our book. Our, our book is uh, these are Bhagavad, Bhakti Vasamrit, Sindhu, Chitana Chaitanya. These are the books we lecture in this book. So we don't give, we, we shouldn't have Ram Chaitanya's lecture. Valmiki Ramayana, we always said that this is the actual Ramayana. But then uh, it's, there may be scope for quoting sometimes also Ram Chaitanya's, because Kaubhad himself did sometimes quote. Kaubhad sometimes quoted Chandra Chaya, Jiva Swami quoted Chandra Chaya. Krishna's Kaviyashka Swami called it Chandrachar. So it's not that everything that everyone says is, is wrong. But their basic philosophy, we don't, we don't teach their philosophy. But if they say something that is right, we may quote it. We have, to be, we, have to be, we have to ourselves be situated in Siddhanta to be able to do that. 
It's just like if you're preaching in Islamic countries, I was told by some devotees from Iran. And if many people are interested, but they want to understand, they want to understand, well, how does this fit with Islam? And so unless, you, unless someone knows Islam, the Quran, the Hadith, and all this very well, it's very difficult to preach. I mean, difficult to actually convince people. If you can convince people that this is uh, Islam, and then gradually maybe something more, it's not contradictory to Islam. So for most people, that approach is required. So then you require detailed knowledge of that. So you may quote the Quran many times. It doesn't mean that we become Muslims. So, well, yes, we are, in the real sense of the term. Islam means surrender. So in that sense, yes, we are Muslims. But, uh, well, the Ramchayatman, that's mostly of the, uh, the Ramanan. So we're not part of that Ramana or something like that. And we are Ramanandis also because we take pleasure in Ramante Yogi Ramante Satyana and Vichidama and Viti Rama Padena so Param Dhamma Viti Yate. We are also worshippers of Lord Lord Ram who take pleasure in, in remembering Ram, Ram Man. So but anyway, we're not part of that system. It's not really we shouldn't start taking Starting in Delhi, this one about is giving public lectures on Ram Charitamanas, but that's not really our subject. We are in the People ask me also, I say that. Uh, that different, uh, it, seems, it, it seems to be a point that different that put an old mix on, but uh, there are commands in Shastra which, which uh, apparently support false positions and Prophet says, and uh, I don't think the Prophet is cheating me, I, I accept what Prophet said. There's, there, it's said that Prophet just said that to try to, for some time, place, and circumstance thing, but there's no evidence that Prophet did say so in the context of what and uh, he was saying that this is the Siddhanta, so I accept it. And you can accept whatever you want. This is what, this is how I understand. You ask me, this is what I understand. Someone else understands nothing. As Prabhupada was our Acharya, he has quoted just Krishna, Bhuli, Seji, Vanadi, Vanadi. And uh, we have the story of, of the. Uh, in the Puranjana section of Bhagavatam, in which it said, My old friend, you have got me, and we are Bhagavatam. And there are so many evidences that the Jiva was with Krishna. So, you can quote that as Well, is, it, is the whole lecture like coming on the point that. If you find it's a disturbance to your Krishna consciousness, <coughs> then don't. Mm. It comes up in the lecture, you mean? Then you can say, with questions and answers. Ask to leave why? Because you called Prabhupada? In which, can you give an instance in which someone's been told to leave the temple because they called Prabhupada? 
Many people have been thrown out of Bombay Temple according to Shulabhava. Really? You know so many things I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you're taking more interest in... Maybe you're more interested in that area. Dozens of people thrown out from Muslim temples for stating that what Prabhupada says. That's a fact. It's, it's, it's extremely serious. All right, make a report, tell me. You have to give facts, figures, dates, names, places. <laughs> no, if that's actually a fact, what you're saying, although I must say that many times you tell me things, and then when I investigate it a bit, I find that, that uh, your perspective on it is sometimes more bleak than the actual situation. But if it's actually a fact, then it's something very serious and it should be taken up at institutional level. I'm willing to do it, I'm taking up so many, but how many, how many things can I take up at institutional level? Any uh, guru in our society speaks things which are actually complete nonsense, um, then I feel it's my duty. I mean, there is at least one case of Guru in our society who is distributing in the various languages all over the world a book which is full of absolute nonsense. So, about flying saucers coming from the center of the earth and the world was formerly ruled from Egypt, not from India, and so many funny things. So, that's been taken up. I made a complaint to the GBC and they've taken it up. So, that's something very serious that the Guru is talking nonsense because Gurus are supposed to, every Vaishnava is supposed to talk about the Gurus out of Shastra, what to speak of the Guru. So, that's very serious because if we don't say anything, that means it becomes accepted, discarded, teaching. If we, if we don't, if someone's talking things which is not according to Guru Sadhu Shastra and we don't say anything against it, that means we accept it. No nam samati lakshanam. So, that's this is an example of something very serious. So, if something's less serious, then there are so many things. So, I don't get, I'm not taking up on an institutional level things which are less serious. But if, as you say, there are many people being removed from his contemplates for uh, asking about. Or, or protesting it, or, or bringing up the philosophical point that Prabhupada upheld that the shastrically upholdable version wasn't Prabhupada's imagination, that the jiva is originally with Krishna, then it's something serious. So we go apart, and I'll take it up. Okay, anything else? And then I'm going to close the session and learn this one. Best. In some cases they marry a non-devotee and then the non-devotee becomes a devotee. There are some very nice instances of that. But uh, it's more of a risk. Definitely it's a, it's a risk. I don't think temples should do it. I think the Grihastas themselves should do it. Yeah, congregational devotees. 
Is it possible? Not. Is it possible? It should and must be done. Now you have also crossed that side of the fence. And, uh, no, it's it's actually taking a responsible position. You have to take this. It's a social position. In the name of being a brahmachari, people often are often they're like irresponsible people. They they're not they, they they just do a little service, not very seriously, and they eat and sleep. It's irresponsible. Such people should be married. They should take responsibility. Everyone should be responsibility. Saffron thought is not meant to be an excuse for being a lout, a parasite. One, one in saffron thought should be very seriously endeavoring in devotional service. And then, otherwise, why should they be supported by society? So now you have taken that decision, you have entered family life, and you yourself are new in that, but... Uh, but uh, due to lack of others, you could help to take up that responsibility of helping others who are going that way. It's better if they are more seeming in age also than yourself. So, well, we have but the Guru Swami is there, but he's so old, he shouldn't have any, he himself also shouldn't have into his family. He should be on the other side. Cross the first fence, and now we have to cross. One has to enter family life to to prepare himself to come out the other side. You do your duty, and you come out the other side. And that's how it's supposed to be. So probably better yona. You should be going for dhambas. That would be better. It's like Kashyapa's brother, this age group. Better. It's the Quran and the Hadith, isn't it? Uh, well, this is this is a quite a it's quite a complex epistemological question, or hermeneutical question, I guess you could say also. Epistemology is the branch of philosophy that deals with how how do we know anything? On what grounds can we accept anything as knowledge? And hermeneutics is the it, it means the science of scriptural interpretation. Uh, Transcendental Diary, I would say it's pretty good because it was recorded faithfully at that time and within, with, of course you may say that's how Ishoi Kudu's own outlook on it, but I don't feel that he's personally trying to give his own, inter- he's just trying to present forward as it is and I think he does a pretty good job of it. Now, even what Prabhupada says, that also goes through the filter of our own consciousness. <laughs> So the real thing is that we should hear, even what Prabhupada says, we also have to hear from sadhus. That's the traditional system. It's not that that, that, that we just read Shastra or we read books and then that's it. But we're also supposed to hear from sadhus who themselves are supposed to be chitete kuriya oike, with the instructions that their heart is supposed to be one with that which they've heard from their guru. And they, with faith in that principle, one should hear from sadhus and understand them this way. 
That is the story. Even reading ourselves, you'll find in Prabhupada's books there are so many contradictory, apparently contradictory statements. And in Shastra itself, just like this fall or, fall or non-fall of the Jiva, there are commands on both sides. And even different Acharyas say different things, so it, it, it can become very complex. Therefore, one is enjoined to tell smart Guru, well actually not for that reason, one is supposed to approach a Guru, but uh, one year, Yasya Deve Parabhatya Yata Deve Tata Deve Zaite Kati Zahya Tata Kaushanti Mahanana One should, uh, when there are difficult, when there are difficult questions, recondite questions then from Shastra, even from Prabhupada's teachings, then we should consult Guru, not simply try to understand it all with our own brain thought. Of course you may say that the Guru is not that available. Maybe myself, I may have sometimes ambivalent opinions on different issues also, as Prabhupada himself did. It's not that everything is black and white. Just like Prabhupada, he would, he would say, uh, no more sannyasis. Sannyasis is not up to standard. He stop. And then himself would give sannyas initiation. Uh, you don't need to open any more temples. Just leave. And then himself would open the temples. So, the absolute is, the absolute truth is not necessarily something that we can always understand with logic. In fact, the, the, top, the holy logical approach to understanding the absolute truth is rejected in Shastra. Now, logic is used to understand the absolute truth to a certain level, but on the other hand, the very symptom of that which is inconceivable is that it cannot be conceived, it cannot be understood by, lo by logic and argument. Therefore, the attempt to do so is, is not recommended. Okay, I'm going to finish that because time up. I said one o'clock, but I don't maybe be on time for lunch. We can continue with discussion. Uh, it's this is good. This that uh, if we're not ruled, if we're ruled by sticks, that's discipline. We should voluntarily accept the, the ruling of Shastra. That is, a Brahmana is not ruled by the king; he rules other by the force of his hands. Because the Brahmana is self-disciplined, according to Shastra. Then we need the external discipline. So, um, and um, tomorrow we're supposed to go to the station at 4.30 for Harinam. Who's going to organize?